Welcome to Dream, Declare, Deliver with Chris Carell and Candace Sogren. Join us each week as we explore how to live a life by design and turn inspiration into realization. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to Dream, Declare, Deliver. Um, I'm Chris Garrell, and along with Candace Sogren, uh, I'm the co-author of um, a book called Typhoon Honey, The Only Way Out is Through. Um, Candace cannot be with us today. She is embroiled in a whole bunch of work stuff. And, and so I have the great honor and great pleasure of having my very dear friend, Amy Bladen, Dr. Amy Bladen Chateau, um, uh, as my guest today. And we're going to be talking about the roles of our, our own behavioral style. What is our style? Um, and, you know, in terms of when we're looking at creating a life by design, we need to know how to work with ourselves and, and what our needs and, and our desires are. Um, and a lot of times those are based on kind of personality, but we use behavioral styles because it's so much easier to see what a person is doing and, and observe yourself and, and, and what you do, uh, to, to get a sense of what your style is. And, and we have a very simplified little model that, um, we use. And we're going to jump into that and have a conversation about, about how that works and what happens when we get under stress and things like that. So, um, so I think the first thing for me is, you know, like, you know, holding a mirror up. How do I see? How do I notice what I do? more than anything else. Um, you know, for me, I, I, I count a lot on feedback from others and, and they, they go like, oh, there you're going again. You know, you're, you're going for the results, going for the achievement, you know, another bullet point on Chris's resume. Um, and that tells me a little bit about what my style, my, my behavior style is. Um, so um, why don't we start off, Aim, uh, with, you know, just talking about the four different big clusters of, of that. And, you know, what's cool about having Amy on here is that she is a world-class expert in the the, the field of, of behavior styles. She and I have done trainings, oh, gazillions of them <laughs> over the years um, as, as associates uh, using this material. So um, it's, it's kind of, it's kind of our playground. So why don't you check <laughs> gazillions. gazillions. Yeah, right. <laughs> a, a couple, a couple. Yeah. So should we describe the four styles? Yeah, that would be, I think that's a good place to start. <clears throat> so um, there is, well, very high level. There is two, there's four quadrants that make up the four styles. So if you look at the four quadrants, in terms of these, uh, uh, these dynamics, you know, dynamics. Yeah, yeah I like right. that. Um, you would think of how assertive am I or how not assertive am I? Um, and that would be one of the um, dynamics. And another, a better way to think of that is, am I more likely to ask questions am I, or am I more likely to, to tell and declare? To tell people. Yeah, right. Yeah. Right. And um. <clears throat> You can tell already which, which one I am. <laughs> forward, leaning into it. Um, right, right. The other and one it, is, go ahead, go ahead, Chris. No, I was going to say the other one is, you know, kind of a people's versus things um, thing. You know, you know, am I more oriented towards 
you know, being engaged with people and, and doing things with people, or am I more excited by, um, the things, you know, the, the, the constructs and the, the data and the, the results and things like that, you know, so if you put those two against each other, you know, they kind of map out four different boxes, one where I'm very people oriented and, um, you know, and telling oriented, you know, and one where I'm very people oriented, but asking oriented, one where I'm very data oriented and asking oriented, and one where I'm very, you know, data or, you know, specific results oriented and telling um, oriented. And and we have nicknames for each of them. Right. Um, the the real work came from was it Wilson? Wilson uh, Learning, and yeah. I want to say it goes all the way back to the seventies. But there's been several different um, areas of research that have sort of gotten their own little takes on it. So the big ones that if you have heard of it, it would be like Traycom and Wilson Learning. These are the yeah, two right. that sort of yeah. stolen the areas. But I don't think that's as important as what it what it is. Or what it stands for. So we have, we have nicknames for each of those four groups, you know, for the, for the person like myself, who's just not so about results, um, and, and very directive and telling oriented and things like that. Um, we call them either drivers or, um, what's the other name we, we call them, uh, controllers. Well, you're a driver, you're driving results and, I like to think of the controlling part as the result of that, you know, right. end up being, that ends yeah. up being a side effect yeah. of being a driver. Yeah. Sort of. So people, people call drivers controllers, not because they like to take control of everything, but they take control of everything because they're nuts about getting the result. And, right. you know, who can they count on more than anybody else? What? You know, driver. and, and, and so that's, that's kind of the driver um, style or the, the controller style. So another one would be, um, and by the way, nobody has to be any one specific style. I always, people always hear us talk and say, well, I don't think of myself as any one of these and that's okay. You're not, all, you don't have to. Actually, you know, they're all human characteristics and we yeah. have parts of those in all of us, right. you know, so there are times when I'm, I'm most of the time I, I default to, you know, being more the, the take charge kind of person. Um, but you know, the, the other types are, are just as much a part of me. Eh, well, one's not very much a part of me, you know? Yeah. I was going to say, I have three of them as well. Speaking yeah. of which. So, um, one of them is to be also very directive and telling, but also to be very, um, people oriented. And we call that expressive, right? Mm-hmm. That's one of the, the names of it. So telling promoters also yeah right promoter and then again that's sort of the outcome you're a promoting personality but then if you went all the way over to the other side we've talked about the two that were most like ourselves um you notice (laughs) um and because they were the directive types and you typically find that people who are more like on a podcast or presenting in front of the room it's not so surprising that they're going to be more um typically associated with a presenting type of a role. But -hmm. then if you go over to the other side in terms of being less assertive or being more, I I don't want to call it introverted, but the asking types we can have. Go ahead, Chris, jump in. Well, well, the, the people type askers, 
are ones that want to make sure that they understand everybody else. So, you know, they're, they're very amiable. They're, they're the kind of folks that, in fact, that's the name that, that, that was given to them originally, or they're very supportive of others because their, their whole concern is knowing enough about the other people to be able to work with them, support them, help them, please them and, and, and work with them in, in some way. So and I love that, Chris. People pleasers. That's how I look yeah. at them. Yeah, and, and not always. They're not like doormats or anything no, like that no. kind of people pleasers. Their main thing in life is really to uh to make sure that everything works in harmony, you know, and how yeah. else do you do that but finding out from people what they need? Yeah. yeah. And then the you know, the other quadrant is, you know, Asking and data, and those are the investigators, the scientists, the analysts of the world. And in every system that I've ever looked at, that box is called anal- analytical, yeah. right? And, and again, that's, you know, one of those things that we all float into. There are times when you got to be very analytical. Yeah. You know, one of the interesting things, um, actually, I was just on a... Uh, presentation on Friday where I was talking about these these styles as you were mm-hmm. and one of the most interesting things that I find is um not confusing this with a absolute personality with Chris was just saying about we float in and out it's because it's a style and actually Chris said to me before I went on that presentation is you know how come I'm di- I'm always different at home than I am at work because <laughs> As being a style, you know, I modify my style for how I am at work. So at work, I might be a lot more of an analyzer than I am at home where I'm doing the rah, rah, rah with my family or, you know, getting the people, you know, have to be the one that gets my family to be happy and sticking all together. But where we talk about personality, those traits tend to be very, very stable. They don't change. They're sort of formed by the time you're, what, 20, 25 years old. But so, yeah, so, so why this is important when we're looking at living a life by design is to know what your, your, your typical style is. You know, when I'm doing a presentation, when I'm, you know, my platform skill is standing in front of a group doing a training or something like that, I go right up into that promoter, you know, expressive um, form. I'll tap dance, I'll sing and I'll do whatever it takes to get them. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> to get them engaged and involved because what I want to do, what, what promoters and, and, and expressives want to do is get people excited about the concept. You know, so they'll tell a little bit, but they'll tell the exciting part so that you go like, Oh, I want that too. Right. And, and so when I'm looking at, at my life by design, you know, my two dominant skills are, you know, promoting and, and my, my strongest is the controller or the driver, you know, so how, you know, what I try to do is I try to get people excited so that they can get the results that I want to get. So it's important for me to pay attention to those kinds of things. Now, you know, if you look at that as a four by four, I mean, a two by two, a four box grid, right? <laughs> two by two. <clears throat> you know, I'm sitting in one corner. My The things that are touching me on either side, you know, so I'm in the driver thing. You know, the things that are touching me on either side tend to me, you know, kind of my wingmen. 
Um, and, and things that I, I'll fall back to or I'll, I'll, I'll use as part of my, my pitch or part of what I'm trying to do. So I'll, I'll get analytical at times too. So I float back and forth between these two supportive, um, wings of mine, you know, that are part of, of, you know, how I do my driver, you know, how I do my, my controller. Um, what, where are you on that? I forget. I, you know, I think you're controller too, right? I am. You know what? I'm pretty much equal parts, um, control, controller, driver, analytical, and then a good, a good parts, um, expressive. But yeah. what I find when I'm under pressure, and that's the thing about what, what the research does show us about. This, yeah. We go into a really different, um, space. Um, when we get into the press, I go much more into my driver space. Like, mm. got to get this done. We got to get this done. We got to right, get this right. done. You become um, a hyper driver. You a know, hyper, like- hyper driver. And the thing is, when we can recognize doing these styles, which is very different than the, pre- this is a preference. This is what we do. And the reason, and when we talk about design, the, what, what I always tell folks, we get to hold the mirror up to ourselves and say, okay, this is how I tend to show up. But how do I want to show up? How do I right. feel like I can affect other people in a way that is supportive to them, regardless of which of those boxes? Yeah. Are? So if I, if I tend to be drive, 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 and I'm with other people, well, how can I maybe tone that down a little bit and go into one of the other boxes that not I'm never going to get over to that supportive box. That's That's really <laughs> diametrically opposed. But what box can I touch on a little bit more mm. so that I, I can be more in the team. I can still use my, yeah. my skills of driver, yeah. but I can be more of a team player. That's why. Yeah, we- and, and, I, and I think that's a real, I mean, I'm glad you mentioned that. And, and, and that's really one of the things that you know more than I do on, on these, these quadrants, you know, is what happens when we get under pressure. I had a friend call me up a couple of weeks ago and said, Chris, can you please coach me? Please, please, please. She's got a new, she's got a new job and, and, you know, under a lot of pressure. And she said, you know, I'm getting the same feedback that I've always gotten, which right. is I run over people. Right. You know, right, right. it's like, sorry, you were in the way, but I had to get this done. Get and, done. Right. So, you know, so she was asking something that was based on, you know, that that quadrant, the driver quadrant. And, right. you know, under pressure, we're going to go into hyperdrive. You know, we're going to yeah. go into that. Now, the same thing is true in all the other quadrants. All the quadrants had different so, pressures. What what happens when each of the other ones get pressured? Because yeah, that's that's, that, that's great. That's it's the part so that fun. I love about you know your your yeah. analysis. So the expressives, the rah rah, happy promoting people, they explode when they get under pressure. They just explode and get very angry. Um, and I said on one part that because what I, I used to find, <clears throat> I, my a girlfriend of mine, um, we were both work colleagues, and we would both get very very upset. And we, I think, at that point in my career, it was more promoter than I am driver. I was driver, but we would get furious and explode at each other. And then two seconds later say, Hey, do you want to go get ice cream? (laughs) (laughs) Slam the door and then go get ice cream. And that's a great example of what expressives do. But what's not great is that we were both the same type. So we got each other, but when there's somebody of a different type, that is not acceptable. And when you're in a team of all different types, people don't get that. So let's go over to our amiable type. Now, this is somebody who is more of an asker. 
and somebody who is very supportive. So they ask questions and they're very people oriented. So they're very supportive. You're going to find them in more of an altruistic um, type of a soft personality. Yeah. And they also observe too. So they're not, so they're not the first to speak. They're not, you know, their questions come afterwards. Under pressure. That's, they do the exact, whereas a uh, expressive explodes. The person who's an amiable hides. Yeah. They just yeah. literally go into a shell and you don't see them again. You know, mm. and the anim- analytical who's down there, they're just whatever, go along. Yeah. Well, you know, and, and it's kind of like if you can't, if you don't understand the details in this, you, you uh, there's no use in my talking fine. to you. Fine. fine. Whatever. <laughs> Passive, <laughs> whatever. aggressive. So right. you've got the one who's exploding. The driver is, I already kind of paid. You're running over people. And you've got the analytical who's, you know, fine, whatever, death. And then you've got the, the the poor amiable who's like hiding in a corner. So right. under pressure, look what's happening to your team. Yeah. The great news is that these are all things when you hold up the mirror and you know what your tendency is, you can say, I know what I'm doing. And you can also yeah. know. With the other person, when you see someone's going into a corner, you can think, well, that person's mm. an amiable. What can I do to bring them back out? Right, right. That's Stop. the beauty about design. Right. And, and you know, so if I if if we look at these four different boxes of, of behaviors that people go into um, and you can kind of pick your own and say, well, I'm, I'm mostly like this, you know, like I'm I'm retired now. And and so I want to I am <laughs> and I want to go on on, you know, travel and I want to see the world and see the places I've seen so many things in, in my life as a consultant. But there are so many more on the bucket list. Um you know, and so I have to switch into my promoter, my expressive, you know, to get my wife, Sarah, on board with the the next adventure, you know, because she's still working. She runs a, a pretty large business and and um, and so she can't get away for more than about two weeks. So I have to engineer these things and come up with ideas that will fit into her plan and then get her excited about that so that we can, you know, go off together. Cause she's my favorite travel partner. You know, I'd rather be with her than anybody else when we go on, on a trip because, um, we, we, um, we, we do the opposite thing. So here's something about design. I'm married to my opposite corner, you know, and, and so, you know, what's really great about Sarah is that she's very detail oriented, very people oriented. You know, uh, she has the ability to draw people out, um, out of their shells because she asks so many questions. Um, I, when I was, when I was a consultant and traveling all over the place, I come home and I, I'd say, Oh, Sarah, I met a new person on the plane today. And, and I, you know, and I tell her all the things that I ask. I call them Sarah questions. I ask all the Sarah questions. And after I told her about this new person I met and she'd say, well, does he have any kids or, you know, she'd ask the one question that I didn't ask. That's what's the, you know, what's powerful about that amiable um, style is that they always are asking more information about you. They want to know all that stuff. When we go traveling, 
my results oriented and my big picture orientation sees the lay of the land. Sarah's detail orientation and her questioning and people orientation, she gets all the details of where, you know, where's the best place to go to eat? Because we always go native, you know, we, you know, so, you know, so just in mapping out that part of my life by design, knowing our two styles, you know, allows us to go to places that fit both of us in a way that we're, we're both, you know, on vacation and getting fueled up in the ways that we love to get fueled up. Um, so that's kind of why we're, you know, like why we want to go down this, this, this road and talk about, you know, our styles because it helps us then in our design, um, phase of, of, you know, dream, declare, deliver, you got to design what it is that you want to, you want to dream about and what you want to deliver on. So, um, what, you and Bart have the same style or do you have different styles? What I'm do you just think? thinking about that. So, um, my husband's an actor and heavy feeler. So if we look from the Myers-Briggs perspective, which I know we're <laughs> not, but um, I think we have several things in common, but he's got, I mean, he's got to be an expressive, but maybe not. Maybe he leaves that on the. That's on, his job. You know what? Yeah. He's probably analytical because he's always asking on the outside. I guess he would be an analytical a deep analytical and deep inside. And then mm. I just never think of him like that because he's barred. I, I always know. think of him. I see. I always think of him as, as expressive amiable. and amiable. Yeah. But you know, you know and, him really well when pe- he's very amiable. He gets yeah. along with, but he's analytical, everybody deeply analytical. Deeply well, analytical. yeah. When he goes into a role, you know, as an actor, he really, he really digs deeply into that role. You know, yeah. and does the history research on it and things like that. He's everything um, but a driver. He is the other three. <laughs> right, and right. I, I, like, he's all three. I, and he does and not have any of the driver. I have all of the driver. Yeah. So, so when you are guys awesome. are working together or trying to have a vacation or things like that, who does the planning? Me. Okay. <laughs> right. And, yeah. and how do you make sure that, you know, you're satisfying what Bart needs to do when he does that? Um, you know, we communicate very well and I think we know that we're different and that's the, I think that's the beauty of these styles. We know very, very well that we have different desires and loves and we're very, very astute at saying, well, I know I want this, but I also know that you probably don't. So help me understand yeah. what what is your thing and and using the styles right. i will say to him i know you you need something that fits yeah. this and this and this i know you need something to unwind well mm. i need something to well and that's a good example like you're going to need something to you know decompress actually, with. The op- it's actually the opposite i'll want to go to the beach and lay there and do nothing because i'm such a driver and he his idea is run, 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 let's climb, let's hike. And so we'll find that thing that, you know, we both get the thing that yeah. we need. That's the, so I have a, I have a visual that, you know, so Amy and Bart went on a vacation. They were on, on a safari and they, they come back and they show this video of, 
no, Bart's an actor and a singer, and he gets into the village and he has all the children in the village singing. You know, and it's just such a beautiful they, scene. Yeah, they sang the national anthem of Tanzania, <laughs> and we right. sang the national yeah. anthem of America. It was yeah. phenomenal. It was really sweet. Yeah, but but that's that's that amiable, just being able to pull the you know the kids out and and getting them it singing together. It was really, really neat. and that was exactly what he he just got all the little kids standing around him, and it was like there wasn't a dry eye. That's how he <laughs> thinks. He's like, how can I make these little kids like? Really Love happy. It. <laughs> it was so cute. Right, right. So, so how would you, as you look at a future, um, and, and and I told you I wouldn't interview you, but this is a question, you know, from my best friend. Um, as you're planning out your future, how do how do behavior styles play into what you need and want in your design? That's a great question because I am such. Uh, this is where you know I guess. The driver really is my personality because right. I'm always thinking of driver, driver, driver. And there's a money component to that. Um, for <laughs> right. me, it's always been money is success. And I think this is the best question you could ask me because very recently, I think, as you know, I've started, you know, my own consulting business because I've wanted more balance in my mm-hmm. life between the the, the other things and not just driving for the end result, but having the, the balance between my promoting and, and, um, amiable and not just, yeah, amiable, the altruistic side of me that's hiding yeah. in there that I haven't allowed out and the expressive side mm-hmm, that I want mm-hmm. to, and the analyst, all of the things that I don't, I have let get unbalanced because all I've done is drive and drive for somebody else in a corporate mm-hmm. America. So I think as I'm designing my future, I am balancing my four styles very purposefully, which I have not allowed myself to do because I've been very stuck in, I have to drive because I have to deliver. Yeah. I have to. And and there hasn't been a for what. So now there's a, there's a why for what's and a for Mm -hmm. why. Yeah. So that's a, it, I love the question that you just asked because right yeah. now is the time that I'm doing it. Yeah. Well, and the reason I ask is, you know, having retired, um, you, you know, retired. I wanted, I, I wanted to put my driver on hold and, and kind of get into the other parts of me. Yeah. And, and, you know, my, my, my career in retirement is I've become a writer. I've decided that I, I'm a writer and I've, right. I've been writing books, Typhoon Honey being one of them. I have a new release coming out this year called Learning to Feel. And Beautiful. and how do I do that expressive style of me? I drive it. <laughs> you know? And so what yeah, I've buddy. been what I've been reflecting on is how can I be more and, and you asked me this question uh, when I was writing Learning to Feel. You, you said, have you ever tried free writing? You know, just let it flow out of you and, instead of like having the outline and, you know, like 200 words a day, you know, bump up, having the discipline. I get up in the morning. I, you know, I, I get my coffee. I sit down and I write, you know, and I do that, you know, as a as a discipline because I'm a driver. That's who I am. And. And and so what I've been looking at more recently is how do I balance that out and take the, you know, take the, it's not pressure. I don't feel pressured by my own goal to complete a book, but, but I do, 
still approach things from that results oriented driver oriented you know I'm, I'm working with another friend on on a book and you know word has this wonderful thing that it counts all the words that you've written and we just hit a hundred thousand words in this book Congratulations. um and, but but the thing is i keep on saying to him you know oh we're at seventy thousand. oh we're at ninety thousand, or whatever and 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 he goes like why are you telling me that so well, what yeah. so what yeah well to me that's a score you know that's kind of monitoring like money is a scorecard for you right. words right. words are my scorecard when i'm writing i you know i feel like i've accomplished something it's like a bricklayer goes out to to work on a wall you know i envy them because at the end of the day they look at that wall and there's you know there's 10 more there. rows that they had that they didn't have in the morning you know and yes. and as psychologists we don't have those kind of results, those observable results. We work with people and soft things. And, and, and so maybe we get a thank you every once in a while, or maybe we see the results that our clients are, are piling up. But, you know, it's really, you know, keeping our own score, um, as some part of the design is, you know, is something that's always in my head. And what I'm, you know, what I've been thinking of, you know, recently is how do I relax that part of me? Just like open up my clenched fist and let it be and just be in the the research for the book, be in the expression of the book and be in kind of the amiable um, supportive part of writing the book where I'm asking people Tell me your story. I yeah. want to know your story. Well, that's you know, because, just it. Yeah. And you just skipped over, I think. Forgive me. But when you said, oh, well, sometimes it's the clients. See, for me, that is, as a psychologist, it doesn't matter it, what we're doing with our clients. So if you're coaching someone, say it's career, you're co coaching someone on finding their next thing. Mm -hmm. If that client, after six months of coaching, finds their next thing and they suddenly go into that and they call you up and say, I did oh, it. Oh my God. I did it. Yeah. Right. That's, that great? And, and it's not, you did it for them. It's you coached them so that they could, that is the, yeah. that's the, you know, the I, and their results are, are our results. I mean, that, yes. that's how we monitor. That's, how that's we the number that's different yeah. than, you know, counting, you know, Bart can count how many, butts are in seats at a show that he puts on right well so what if they all walk out saying that was the worst show i ever saw in my entire right, life right right, right. You know? they never do that in no, his shows i'm sure <laughs> but um but i'm but, just saying we yeah. we're making up i loved your example but it's we make up numbers that just don't matter i mean yeah. so what i'm getting results for a big huge company I don't, you know, at the end of the day, I have to look back really hard to even think if I cared what those companies were doing. Some I did. I yeah. really did. Mm -hmm. But mm -hmm. it, it's not as meaningful as when I am looking eye to eye to a client and I can say, I really care if that client succeeds. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so back to life by design kind of yes. thing, what I really want to do um, in, in my life, in this iteration of my life is, is to live a more balanced life. 
you know, to have all of those things, all of those things in balance, like what you were talking about. And knowing where I tend to be and observing myself where I keep defaulting into, like even making writing the book uh, a a to-do list, you know, instead of enjoying the process of writing it, um, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's something for me to pay attention to so that I am more conscious about my designed life and I'm able to, to do that. Um, I just, I just took a, a vacation with my brother uh, to work on the book. He's the other person that I'm working with on, on the book. And we went to South America, sat on the beach, but we had two, two hour segments each day where we worked on the book. You know, we were very, very driven, uh, very results oriented. We did our two hours this morning. Now we can play and go swimming and things like that. And then we'll have another session in the afternoon and then we can go play and go swimming or go out to dinner or whatever. But, but, um, you know, I think it's we're both from German stock, and and that that uh, results oriented, task oriented, um, you know, hard working um, stock that we come from, yeah. you know, is still part of our our way of being, yeah, and um, and what we do. So we need to wrap this up. Do you have um, how how are you? How would you advise people? to use the behavioral styles model to help them plan their future and help them design a life worth living? Oh, that's a great question. Um, Number one, explore, figure out um, where you sit. Number one, hold the mirror up and say, is this where I want to be? And then say, if it is great. So how do I model my life around staying there if it's not, or if there's some part of it that you want to alter, say, where do I want to be? And how do I, you know, move up and down? Or in what circumstances do mm-hmm. I move myself up and down? Because sometimes it's a tendency that you just, you're going to move that style based on what the circumstances. And you almost have to practice it. You oh, know? yeah. <laughs> so, so like if I wanted to be more of the, uh, of the amiable, supportive style, how would I practice that? What would you recommend that I do to, to build that muscle and, and, and that behavior style? I think, well, think, think about it from a logic. I think there's a lot of practice you could do. It's asking more questions and getting the people side into your questions. And so logically, literally, when you start feeling like you're going down the path of driving, 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 or, you know, getting too outside of yourself back off and say, what questions should I be asking? And am I including the people mm-hmm. side of it and just moving? It's literally catching yourself. Yeah. And maybe, I mean, if we were doing a uh, workshop here, we would have little cheat sheets saying, here's some people Asking questions. Here's some people, you know, telling questions, but write yourself a little cheat sheet. There's nothing yeah. wrong with that. So yeah. think about it. You know, what asking people questions, what telling people questions, what asking task or analytical questions and what, what telling driving questions. Mm-hmm. I don't know yeah. if that's too, too formulaic. I mean, no, but I, th- I think there's, I, I agree. And I think there's also ways that, that we can practice, um, you know, the, the ways to practice being a driver 
is really to find find metrics, find things that will help you know what you have achieved. You know, yeah. it's nice to have a goal, but if you're not measuring it, um, you're not, you're not paying attention to that. So people who aren't drivers, you know, one of the things that they can practice is setting goals and with, with, with metrics in them with a, a you know, a start date, um, a check-in date, yeah. an end date and, and a result. And a lot of times it's even important to have somebody else judge your results for you because if you're not a driver, you know, having that other outside opinion to say, Beautiful. well, yeah, nice idea, but I don't think you got all the way there or, or, you know, wow, you blew it out of the park. Well, even if you uh, are a driver, it's always good to have that. Objective yeah, exactly. Opinion. So, and, and if you're a promoter or an expressive type person, or, or I mean, you're not that, but you want to get more of that, you know, that fun party side to you in there. Um, you know, some of the things that you can do is to, to find out what excites other people. You know, what, you know, what turns them on? You know, um, if you look at, I mean, I, there's an analytical part of me when I post something on LinkedIn, I'll post, you know, three different topics, but I'll change the color of the banner picture. Some will make very bright colors. Some will have an, a, you know, kind of black and white. And then, you know, you, there's a part of LinkedIn that you can actually monitor your results. How many clicks did you get? And I noticed that in doing that, that the bright colored pictures, pictured ones always get more clicks than the plain ones. So I always now have a, have a picture that goes with it that's very pretty. You know, those kinds of things. That's, that's an analytic looking at a promoter kind of, uh, kind of thing, you know, or at a, an expressive kind of thing. What's going to get other people excited? You know, That's so really interesting, Chris. what are some of the things that you could do to, you know, for me, the, my hardest quadrant to practice is, is the amiable, you know, and, and supportive kind of role. Oh, ask um, yourself, what's the mission behind this? I don't want to do this without it. Like, why would I do this? Who would I be helping? Yeah. Um, Where's the heart in it? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And, like, and getting into I what mean? you were calling that, that, that what or why, you know, the, yeah. the behind it. Um, yeah. I, absolutely. So when you're asking those kinds of questions of yourself, you're practicing what, what that amiable, um, supportive kind of person is doing. And who, who else, what would somebody else think? Put yourself in yeah. somebody else's shoes. When I do this, what impact does it have on somebody else? Because yeah, so often right, we're right. so, caught up in I got to get this result take that take off the blinders and think when yeah. I do this it has this effect on Chris yeah or this we has were, this effect on my husband right my brother and I were talking about massage when you know in one of our our casual conversations and he and and we both do the same thing I close my eyes when I'm giving a massage um you know, giving, you know, a back rub or something like that for Sarah. Um, and the reason I, I do that is so that I can try to feel what her skin feels. So I try to, I try to imagine the reception of what I'm doing. Am I pressing too hard? Am I, am I really getting at that knot and it hurts or that that's really relieving it? And, you know, so I'm focused much more. If I have my eyes open, if I have my eyes open, I'm focused on my hands. But if I have my eyes closed, I'm focused on what does that muscle feel like? 
inside her when I'm, when I'm working with that. And, and Bruce, my brother does the same thing is, you know, really, you know, when, when you and I talk to, to execs, we always talk about listening to the listener, you know, that's a good when, one. when we're, when we're speaking, are we speaking in such a way that we're, you know, we're spewing words out of our mouth and, you know, well, I said my thing and if you didn't get it, so what? Or are we saying it in such a way that we're watching people's eyes and eyebrows and, and noticing, Hey, that didn't land too well. Um, tell me what didn't make sense. And, you know, in that way, we're listening to the person that's listening to us. And those are practices that are amiable, um, supportive kinds of practices. Nobody wants to learn how to be an analytic though, do they? (laughs) I think they do. I think, um, artists, I think artists, the whole world wants to learn how to. Yeah, to wants to be more left brain. Exactly. And I, I've worked really hard with my husband, who's actually become very good at it. But um, they don't normally think in spreadsheets and numbers. And mm-hmm. you can show them how, how to, um, here's how you bring the numbers together in an organized format. And it's amazing. You know, it's it's a matter of using tools that, that a lot of people who don't right. naturally think analytically, um, sometimes showing them the tools themselves are just yeah, not like- something... That eye-opening white brainers use right yeah right so so to wrap us all up um you know there are four behavior styles there are gazillions of behavioral styles i use that number a lot but there are lots of different styles we just have these four buckets that we're talking about and and ways that you can understand yourself and then ways that you can practice those other styles and and finally in terms of crafting that life by design looking at where do i want to you know build more of balance more out and and you know pay attention to fueling yourself by getting the kinds of things that you want and desire in in your life and that's a good place for us to end so we'll see you all next time on dream declare deliver thank you Amy, thank you so much for for joining me today. It's just always thank fun to, to chat with you. You're more like my sister than a colleague. So, well, thank right, you for you. having me. Yep. <laughs>